Speaking of politics, more than two million Americans have already cast their ballots in the midterm elections, and a new poll shows some good signs for the GOP in the final weeks. 49% of likely voters say they plan to vote for a Republican for Congress, compared with 45% who say they plan to vote for a Democrat. That is a five-point swing toward Republicans, compared with the same New York Times and Siena College poll conducted last month. Here now to analyze this and more are our Politics Monday team. Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. Hello to both of you. Are you getting nervous? It's three weeks away. Can't wait, it's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> of course, you're day. Always, always, always bigger than birthdays. Absolutely. All right, so uh, we are three weeks away, and as you just saw in that poll, uh, Amy, New York Times, Siena, shift toward the Republicans. But not only that, interesting, one of the questions in that poll asked people, what is your top issue? Back in July, 36% of respondents said it was the economy. Now, it's 44%. That is an eight percentage point shift. Uh, what should we take away from that? Um, with the obvious caveat, as we always do, this is one poll, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is what we're hearing as well when I talk to campaigns and strategists that the bump that Democrats felt over the summer, I think it was a combination of the decision on Roe versus Wade, the so-called Dobbs decision, the fact that gas prices were going down a little bit, the intense focus on Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago, January 6th, yeah. et cetera, gave a really big boost to Democrats and increased enthusiasm, and it took the focus, at least the media focus, off the economy for a little while. But folks who are now tuning in, which there are a lot of voters who have not been paying attention over the summer, they're tuning in now three weeks into the election. It shouldn't be that surprising when we have 40-year high inflation that the issue of the economy is what's really driving these voters. It's what they're really, really focused on. The other thing you'll notice in that number is that it's not that the Democrats have lost ground. It's just that they haven't really gained ground. So they mm. were at 45% right. earlier now, right. or that 46, now they're at 45%, something like that. So basically, what, we're, what, what I'm hearing from, again, from sources in the campaigns is that Democrats may have maxed out that enthusiasm gap. They got over the issue of abortion, and that growing beyond that is, is going to be the challenge. So this focused him on the economy. It comes as uh, President Biden is out on the campaign trail several times uh, a week. And I want to play for everyone. This is something that Senator Bernie Sanders has said in the last few days about what Democrats ought to be doing. I'm going to come to you after this. I think Democrats have got the fight to make sure that it is women who control their own bodies, not the government. So I think this is a very important issue. But I don't believe it can be the only issue. It goes without saying that we have got to focus on the economy and demand that we have a government that works for all of us and not just wealthy campaign contributors. So you have Senator Sanders saying, don't go out and just talk about the abor uh, abortion. Uh, address what's on people's minds. Right. And I have to say, I don't know what campaign Senator Sanders is watching because the campaign that I'm seeing out in the field traveling this last week with President Biden, right. looking at campaign ads from Democratic campaigns, um, what you have is, yes, their primary negative message about Republican candidates in a lot of these races is that 
they are against choice, that they could uh, you know, uh, restrict abortion, that they want a national ban on abortion. That is the leading negative message from Democrats in a lot of races. However, they have a positive message, and their positive message is, we just passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, they say that they, um, that, um, that they are focused on kitchen table issues that mm -hmm. Americans care about, like the price of prescription drugs and, and, um, and the cost of energy. They, they, Democrats, President Biden, are t President Biden, he is giving a speech tomorrow about abortion, but I just spent four days with him, and I don't think he publicly even mentioned the issue. It was all about the economy. Uh, again and again and again. So, so Amy, he's talking about the economy, but what what's coming across to voters? <laughs> uh, well, I was talking to a Democratic pollster today who said, look, the policies themselves, if you break it out and ask about the specifics in these in these pieces of legislation that Democrats have passed, specifically the Inflation Reduction Act, they're popular. This sounds very familiar. It's like Obamacare. The individual pieces of Obamacare popular, but overall voters still give low ratings to the president and to Democrats on who do you trust on inflation and who do you trust on the economy, which is why you're seeing as many ads, especially in these big battleground swing districts, where Democrats are talking about what Republicans would do if they got in charge. So we're hearing things about Social Security and in the case of Arizona, a candidate, uh, Republican candidate there who has mentioned wanting to privatize Social Security or the issues of, as Senator Sanders talked about, trying to make Republicans the party of the special interests and big business. So not necessarily, they, I think they appreciate, we're the party in charge, we're going to get the blame when things are going wrong. It's hard to make people feel the economy's better if they don't think it. But the risk, what Democrats are saying is, the risk of change is more dangerous than sticking with the status quo that you're disappointed in. And I will so, say, just as yeah. I was on the road with President Biden, on a couple of occasions, he was asked by reporters economic questions, and he was a bit dismissive. Um, mm. He said the economy is, is really strong uh, when asked if he had any concerns about the economy. And uh, I asked him about gas prices in Southern California, which are around $7 a gallon. Right. And he said, oh, well, gas prices are always high in California. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They're not always that high. Yeah. So talking about it, but making the case right. is something else. Something else we've seen in the last few days, and Tam, I'm going to come to you yeah. first on the, the former President Trump um, on his uh, one of his favorite social media platforms made this statement. This is after he looked at a recent poll about where American Jewish voters are and his his support among American Jewish voters very low. But here's his reaction. He said, no president has done more for Israel than I have. Somewhat surprisingly, however, our wonderful evangelicals are far more appreciative of this than the people of the Jewish faith, especially those living in the U.S. U.S. Jews have to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it is too late, exclamation point. He, this is not the first time that he has accused American Jews of disloyalty or of uh, sort of tiptoeing around the anti-Semitic trope of dual loyalty, that they should be loyal to Israel um, or that they are loyal to Israel. Um, and, and President Trump, former President Trump, he's someone who just feels like everyone should support him if he's ever done anything yeah. for them. It's transactional. His politics have <laughs> always been transactional. I did something for you. You should support me. I don't understand why that this is a, a problem for you. But and he also he also touches into the issue of the fact that, you know, he 
does believe that he deserves support yeah. from voters simply because he has delivered on one piece of delivered uh, 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 on, a, on a policy on, a, on that that affects Israel. But just quickly, is this the kind of thing, quickly, Amy, that could change or affect vote? I think with so many things that Donald Trump says, much of the reason he does it is because he wants us to talk about him and he wants us to make sure that he, he wants to still be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I think that for so many voters, they hear this, they either choose to not um, process it and leave it be, or it reinforces feelings they already have about this president. And here we are talking about it. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Amy Walter, Tamara Keith. See you next Monday.